0: everyone and welcome back to the graduate teacher a podcast for early career teachers by an early career teacher welcome back everybody i'm so excited to have you all join me here today it is a beautiful sunday and it is the sunday before the last week of term 1 crazy how much this term how fast this term has gone um so Where we left off in the previous episode was I was talking about the first two weeks of school and how we started out in remote learning. So in this episode, I'm really going to talk to you about how I went in and approached those next two weeks when they returned back to -to face-to-face learning. So being that we are at the end of the term It's not going to be as fresh in my mind, considering all the things that we have been doing and all the things that I still have to do. Um, My mind is a bit mushy at the moment. So um, don't mind me as I try and um, rehash a few of these things and try and give you as much details as I can in terms of how those two weeks went when we returned back to -to face-to-face learning all the all the good bits, all the not so great bits, all the things that I noticed, and how I all the reflection on that, and how I'm going to then adapt and take what I've learned from those two weeks and put them into um, future teaching and learning. So, um, we started off the term with remote learning, as you guys are all aware. And at the end of the last episode, I was talking about how I was kind of not really sure which way I was going in terms of what it will look like once all the students come back to face-to-face learning, whether I would jump into um, planning from week three and just kind of miss a lot of the um, setting up for success kind of Um, stretch it out a little bit more or whether I would treat it like the start of the year like those first two weeks didn't happen and I decided that I would do the later the the latter option that I would treat it as if it was our week one first day of first term and as if we didn't have that remote learning so when the students came in on that very first day I it was, I treated them as though I, it was the very first day after the school holidays that I hadn't had them at all or seen them at all during the remote learning. And those next two weeks we spent doing expectations, routines, procedures, get-to-know-you activities, games, um, prior knowledge tasks, all, all the things that I had already planned, um, I did. I wasn't willing to compromise on that setting up for success just because we were in technically week three of the term and in my planning, that's when we were meant to be starting some of the content and curriculum stuff. So I wasn't prepared to compromise on that. And I knew that based on my experiences last year, that it would be detrimental to my teaching and learning, to the students experience in my class if I didn't do this setting up for success. It would just make everything a thousand times harder. So I stuck with my guns, I stuck with my plan and I went forth. Day by day I introduced a new um, different routines and different expectations based on what was most important, what I needed to do first slowly introduced some other things day by day, refreshed all the things that we had learnt, practised them, taught explicitly, step by step, modelled both right and wrong ways of doing things, Um, practised that a lot um, and just really put emphasis on what our classroom, what it would be like to be in our classroom and kind of setting up a community space. And it was a very positive experience. I um, was very proud at how consistent I was, even compared to last year. So I taught explicitly each each different day, and then every day after that, we would revise it and we would practice it. And even still now, in a week coming into week eleven. We are still having um, discussions every now and then about what our expectations are, what that looks like, and having talks about integrity, how they know what the routines and expectations are, but then then having their actions show that um, and just having those little reminders every now and then and practicing. So um, I'm very, very happy with how consistent I am in that aspect. Still lots of work to do and I'll get to that in a moment. But In terms of the start of it, it it flowed nicely, everything linked on to each other very well, it all connected with each other, so things I was doing in kind of like more of a well-being religion sense, looking at our mercy keys for the school, linked in with the expectations I was teaching in um, like our routines and procedures and stuff, it all kind of intertwined and then extended and added detail onto each other and reinforced the messages for each other which is really good. Um I was also very happy with how I structured the day, how much I put in a day. Um I have most teachers have this problem. Um but I always have the problem of trying to do too much in one day and feeling having that urgency and that feeling of time running out and pressure to trying to get things done. But I didn't actually have that for these first two weeks. Somehow I had managed to plan it in a really great way so that what I had planned fitted really nicely in the amount of time I had in the day with them. There were mornings when we were running ahead of time, but then that um, managed to equal out by the end of the day, and I never felt like I was running out of time and that I wouldn't fit it in in the day, which was great. Somehow, I just have a cohort that is so beautiful and so responsive to the things that I'm doing. And then the way that I had planned it just m- meshed in so well to make it such a smooth process. So, that was all very, very positive, and I can already see now um, how beneficial that time I spent on that, um, was. My class are very, very responsive to the expectations, the routines, the procedures. I tried to make it nice, fun and easy to understand as possible and made sure that key words that I was saying, like respect, they understood what that meant. Um, and we, talk about that all the time. Like every morning we um, refresh and remind ourselves of what the five R's are, which is um, respect your teacher, respect others, respect yourself, respect the classroom, respect learning. That's a lot of respect. Um, so every, every so often we have a discussion of what does respect mean um, and kind of continue to remind ourselves of what that looks like, what that sounds like and what, what it actually means to be respectful. Um, so I was really, really happy with how that, how that went. I'm still working on uh, consistency in terms of the behavior management system. I'm very good at um, following the expectations and giving out reminders and just being like, okay, we're blurting at the moment and we know that is um, disrespectful to your teacher or to whoever's speaking at the moment. Um, and to everybody else who is waiting patiently to share their I- ideas. Um, so I'm very good at giving out reminders and just saying, okay, just think about what you have done and what is a better response in this situation and what we need to do to correct that and move forward. Um, whereas going to that next step is a lot more challenging for me. I'm still kind of internally battling between is that – worth going the next step when I know like that is that's how the system works yes if they've done that even if it's a small behavior if they've done that um, after they've been reminded not to do that then I should be going to the next step I've done it occasionally but there are definitely times when I should have been more onto that and that is something I'm still working on I'm getting better at it but it's something I'm still <laughs> learning to do and kind of be firm and consistent in that way. So that whole two weeks was very positive. I learned we learnt a lot um, about each other as a group and got to know each other. We had lots of fun, lots of different games, um, and we also um, got really used to being in our space. And I've had lots and lots of compliments about about my class and. Um, how well they're doing and how well they are responsive in other classrooms and how well they follow expectations with other teachers. Um, They're just such a beautiful bunch and I'm so lucky to have such a great group. Uh, There are a lot of them though, 28 in my class. It's a big group, a small room, um, lots of little bodies all trying to cram in and then one teacher trying to Um, reach all those kiddos is also very challenging as well. So in that kind of, so we did that for pretty full on for a week. And then during the second week, we looked at some more expectations, refreshed all the other ones from the previous week, but it started to drop down a little bit and we started to go into more setting up for success in certain key learning areas. So we looked at Uh, writing what that will look like. We did a prior knowledge task so that I could see what they actually knew in terms of the planning and the content so I could adjust that accordingly. Uh, We looked at math and what that would look like. We did our first PT test, which is a placement test for their rotations. Um, And we also looked at um, a few other things like bookmaking and what that looks like and kind of we had I f- like at least one of each of the lessons a week where it wasn't really looking at explicit teaching but more unpacking what that would look like and the expectations within those lessons, um, which is good. I wish I had done a little bit more of that and done that a little bit more intentionally and explicitly than I did um, because I still spent... And still are spending um, a bit of time kind of trying to set that up. Um, So that is something I've noted for next year. Um, But they are starting to pick it up now, which is really great. So yeah, just while all this is happening, I'm just trying to get to know my students as people, as learners, um, and just trying to um, find my feet in all of this as well, um and when there are 28 children it's kind of hard to try to do this in such a short period of time I am still gaining lots of essential information that I wish I knew earlier but obviously like uh like any any classroom is like you you get this like you've at, at the end of the year you're still finding out things about the kids and they grow and change throughout the year and you find always constantly adapting and looking and observing and things like that but I just wish I like there are were there were things that I wish I kind of knew about earlier that I should have known about earlier um especially now that I'm working on um my students PPLs they they didn't really have a lot of information in them um but now I have a lot more so I can implement that into the PPL One thing that I, so in terms of actual content, the only thing I really started within the first two weeks was um, well-being. So as part of setting up for success, I decided that it would be quite essential to start well-being in that first two weeks, in the second week after all of that preparation and them getting used to being in the classroom. Um, I decided I would actually implement some content in amongst that second week all focused on self-regulation and I thought that this would be really really good in for setting up for success because it's a key skill that students need to learn in order to manage um, to recognize their emotions communicate their emotions and respond to their emotions so that they become um, more effective learners, um, more responsive to their bodies, more understanding to their bodies. So then that they become more responsible learners, um, more conscious on how their feelings and things happening impact on their learning and the things that they can do to um, kind of uh, address that and then put them back into a zone where they are – Ready to be, to be learning in um in a zone that is more successful for them. Um, and that's a really important skill when you're talking about uh, learning in a classroom, because it has such an impact on how they respond and engage and how successful they are in the classroom at any given time. So I thought this would probably be the best thing to start off with in well-being, so that they have this knowledge and starting to use these skills even before we're actually doing any um, curriculum content. So that's what I did. I started off that second week, we started looking at um, the zones to regulate self-regulation. Um, and I got this first, all this sort of stuff first come to me from, um, so the the whole idea of self-regulation isn't new. I knew that it was a central skill, but I didn't realise there were things out there to support that Um, or I didn't really have a way of teaching students how to build skills in self-regulation prior to communities of practice at the end of last year. So, My school has two sister schools and every year we get together during term three to do what we call um, communities of practice. And what we do throughout the year is that we individually or in teams, we have like a research that we do and that's based on uh, maybe an area of improvement of our own teaching. It might be something that's popped up in data from surveys or NAPLAN or any sort of assessment, Um, maybe it is just something that we think that we could be better at or maybe it's something that we want to share with the community that we've kind of discovered. So last year during Communities of Practice I was in my group um, in the room where my group was presenting and we present to a few other groups and they present back to us and this one group from one of the sister schools um, presented Um, how they had implemented the zones of regulation in their classroom and what they did to um, kind of upskill their children and the observations and results from that. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a great way. It was very engaging. It was very relatable. It's easy to use, um, easy terminology. Um, And they also got set up, it was very individualized as well. So I kind of took that, adapted it a little bit, looked at some more research from um, where they got that from. So zones zones of self regulation is actually a big program. If you haven't heard about it before, definitely give it a Google. There are tons of stuff on it. It is a um, research based program, um, and you can get training in it. Uh, they've got tons of resources that you can get for free or to purchase. Um, it is such a great program and I can't stress that enough and so what I did was I, I took I went away and over the holidays I kind of created my own resource bank my own little mini unit on it um, to then implement during the first two weeks two three weeks of the first term so we looked at what the zones where we introduced what um, self-regulation is the different zones we had to look at um the blue zone the green zone the yellow zone the red zone so the blue zone is like when you're in a very low state of alertness so you might be bored you might be tired you might be sad um and so all those feelings that kind of go under what that might look feel like when you're in the blue zone but also what that looks like and i kind of use a bit of um bit, bit emojis to kind of um give a visual at what that might look like. And then you have the green zone, which is the ideal zone that you want to be in. It's um, where you are focused, you're happy, um, you're participating in class. Um, it's where we do our best learning. It's where we are um, kind of like the happiest and it's just the ideal state to be in. And again, we looked at what feelings are in there. We might be proud, we might be happy, Um, We might be kind, um, all that sort of stuff, and what that looks like. And then there's the yellow zone, which is more like a heightened state of alertness. So like excited, silly, frustrated, worried, um, all those sorts of emotions. And then you have the red zone, which is above yellow again, and that's like mad, um, exhilarated, just really big emotions and that's when a lot of like your physical aggression comes in um, and all that sort of stuff. So we unpacked that a little bit and we watched a video from a teacher on YouTube who um, – I can't think of um, the name of the teacher who's done this – but she's just created a video where it's like a montage. There's like no speaking in it. It's just music. And it's all just mini video clips of her dressed up in the different color zones and kind of showing what that looks like within a classroom. And the kids loved it. They cracked up. And the next lesson when we were looking at it, they begged to watch it again. It was, it was just so relatable. They loved it. Um, so then the following lesson, we... Then connected our Komochi's program with um, our self regulation program. So Komochi's is a well being program that our, our school has started to implement. It started last year. Um, one of the teachers has used it um, in previous schools um, and is a very big advocate for the Komochi program. So they took on like this um, leadership role where they. Um, kind of led the implementation of this program in the junior primary. Um, And being that now that I've stepped down into junior primary, it is now part of my role to then implement that within my classroom. And this is kind of like the first year that all the classrooms are doing it. um, But that that teacher who was leading it is on maternity leave at the moment. So we're very much in the dark at the moment, but we have our school counsellor who is get doing PD on it and kind of leading us through this, which is really great. But it, it is a wonderful program that um, makes um, learning, understanding feelings, communicating feelings really easy and understanding how our emotions, they're normal, they're okay to feel um, but we also we have choice about how we react, how we respond and how our behavior is then um, reflected based from that. So just because we're mad doesn't mean we can be mean. Um, and there's lots of little catchy phrases like that and we kind of unpacked how to communicate with each other, how to be respectful, how to manage feelings and all that sort of stuff. So that paired really beautifully with the zones of regulation and it they both promote the idea of it's okay to be feeling a certain way no matter if it's comfortable or uncomfortable um, and it's normal but we have choice about how we react and that – We, as much as we are, it's okay to be experiencing those emotions. We still want to actively work through those emotions to then get to a green zone, a like a happy state, a, a focused state of well-being. That second lesson. Um, That next lesson looked at those komochi feelings and then connecting all those feelings with the zone and unpacking that a little bit further and the different emotions that we could be feeling in the different zones Um, and that whole idea about no matter how we're feeling, it's okay, um, but it's all about our choice about how we respond in those moments um, and then after that, we kind of delved into what the road of road to regulation looks like. We read some picture books from the Zones of Regulation um, website. They have um, curriculum documents and things, um, resources that you can use to support this. So we looked at the different steps along the road about how to um, – Like step one is like checking in and acknowledging how we're feeling. Step two is communicating how we're feeling. Step three is deciding whether you need to choose a strategy or not in order to address that and get back to the green zone. And then from then you check that again and see if you are at regulation station. Um, And it's all very relatable Um, terminology. It's all easy to use and they pick it up so quickly. So after we kind of explored that, we also um, trialed out a whole bunch of different strategies um, and they kept kind of like a log of the ones that they liked or thought that were helpful and I was very clear about stating that what you find that you like might not be helpful for you in a particular zone or what you think you might um, like and think that works for you might not be the same as your best friend or the people around you because everyone feels differently, everybody responds differently, everybody enjoys different things and it's okay. So just because such and such is doing, got colouring in um, for a, ye- a strategy in the yellow zone doesn't mean that's going to work for you. And that's a big concept for little minds and with something that we're still kind of working on, especially now that we're coming into the whole actually using that knowledge and those tools that we've created. And when there's one person, generally that triggers a lot of other people and getting them to realize whether it is something that they actually need to do or whether it is something that they're just wanting to do. Um, and that, that's a, a challenge that I'll get to in a moment. Um so we explored all those um different strategies. They kept a log to eventually we created individual self-regulation toolkits. And it's just an A4 laminated sheet of paper with different columns that are color-coded for the different zones. And so one zone one column is talking about the feelings that individually we feel in that zone. Again, explaining that that might look different depending like from person to person. So the people next to you might have different feelings in there and that's okay. And I had like the feelings cushions from the Kamochi's program out so they could go and explore and kind of expand their repertoire of feelings so that they um, had a bit more of an understanding of what they could be feeling. The next column looked at strategies that they thought were useful and that they liked for each of the zones and we said that there might be strategies that work in every zone, there might be strategies that work in none of the zones and there might be strategies that work in only a couple of the zones or maybe one and we just got to be very conscious and think really hard about whether where that would be helpful, whether maybe after some time you realise that this strategy in the yellow zone that you're doing actually heightens you even further and puts you into the red zone. And that's okay because this toolkit can be changed to suit and cater you. And that's something that we're going to address at the start of the next term. We're going to refresh all this and have a bit of a revise of our toolkit and see if we need to make any adjustments or add anything and stuff like that. So then there's another column that talks about what somebody else could do. It's worded like what my teacher can do but I have a discussion to say just because it says teacher there doesn't mean no one else can help you and that's okay if you need to ask somebody help for help um, and we have a big conversation about how self-regulation is about us managing our emotions and how we respond but sometimes we need help in that and that's okay Um. And if you feel like you need help in that, you should go ask for that, no matter whether that's a friend, a teacher, someone at home, like an uncle, mum, dad, grandma, whoever. But just feel comfortable in going to someone you trust to help you. And then the last common column is things that I can do to help others. And I thought that was a really important addition to... The toolkit so that we kind of create this um, supportive environment where everybody's there to help each other and understand that even though this is individual, I'm on this road to regulation myself, I can support others and do that as well as others can support me in doing that. So we explored all that, we created the toolkits and they stay on their desks um, for them to access at any time that they need to. We've also been tracking our zones every day since then, multiple times of the day, pretty much at the end of every lesson, we have a zone check-in where we think about what zone we're in, coloring in the box according to the color. And then we're starting to encourage each other to then, if we're in the blue, yellow or red, what strategy, picking a strategy to get us into the green zone. And that has been a challenge, especially for me when we are coming in or we're moving on to the next lesson and I'm ready for learning, but there are a bunch of them who are in the yellow zone or in the blue zone and they're asking to do a strategy. And I'm very much torn between doing this learning because I know we only have a small amount of time during the day to do this but also supporting their mental and emotional well-being and upskilling them in doing that because I I think it's great that they can come to me and communicate that to me and say I need to do this strategy can I do this and they're asking that's very respectful um, and having that kind of battle of what, do I let that go? I think that's really important. Or do I say, no, we're in learning. But then I know if I do that and they're actually in that zone, then that's not going to be a successful experience for them or for me. It's going to make everything a little bit harder. So that is something I'm working on. I'm being more conscious. Maybe I just set – it might even be – After recess and after lunch, it's 10 minutes of regulation time where they choose an activity, not an activity, sorry, a strategy. And I'm making a very conscious decision to um, determine the difference between a break and free time. And that is something that a lot of my kiddos are struggling to identify as well. Um, And we're just working through that together. Um, whether I just had that time afterwards to kind of regulate and get ready into a learning zone, but obviously that takes time out of the learning or, um, but then also allowing whenever they need to, to do that. And it might be that they might miss out on that little bit of learning, but they are addressing their emotional needs. So There's a little bit of a a working thing for me to be doing. And once we come back to the next term when we revise all of this, I'm definitely going to have another conversation with them. We kind of have a learning experience about how important it is to when we are doing a zone check-in, if we're not in the green zone, we need to do something about it Um, and kind of – talking through ways that we can do that so it doesn't get in the way of the learning experiences of others or it doesn't um, impact on our learning so we're not missing out on learning so how can we approach that um so yeah that is something that I've have been finding a very positive experience I've had a lot of um of some of my more challenging students who have needed a lot of help with like uh, self-regulating and emotional regulation are starting to use these as a way of communication and regulation which is fabulous and that is reassuring to tell me that I'm doing the right thing so the the other day I had um, a parent meeting with a with a child um, and their family and they were talking I was going through... Um, some things that we do in the classroom and I had put together a pack for them for to help with reading at home and um, a bunch of uh, well-being resources for them to continue at home and use like the same to build consistency of language and that sort of stuff and they mentioned that um, this student had been talking about the zones at home Which is great. That's amazing that they're transferring that knowledge and those skills into a different context. And that's really hard for kids to do. So for this child to be doing that is amazing. And then after that, a few days later, um, I was having a conversation with this student about an incident that happened at lunchtime where him and another student from another class got into a bit of a fight where they were throwing sand and rocks at each other. And the first thing I said to this student was, tell me what happened at lunchtime. And they responded with, I was in the red zone, I was feeling mad, and I threw um, rocks at this person. And I was just amazed. I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I did praise him. And I, and I said, that is amazing that you could tell me and communicate to me easily what zone you were in how you were feeling and give me factual evidence about how you reacted and how you responded that is amazing so then it was just like okay so what is important and then we had a discussion about how everybody's safety is important and they recognized that what they did was not the right thing to do um, that they were feeling they were in the red zone and they just reacted in that and I said that's okay, how you're feeling is okay and I said, I actually started to say, it's okay to be mad and then this student turned around and finished my sentence for me and said, but it's not okay to be mean. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You recognize that, that's awesome but now we need to work together in order to make that more conscious before you react. So then we had a discussion about what we could do next time if we're feeling in the red zone what we could do um, to put ourselves out of that situation so we're not getting heightened to the point where we just react and we come up with a plan and talk through those different steps and those different um, options. And that was really positive. And that just reassured to me that what I'm doing with these re- this zones of regulation um, resources and unit is actually working. So that's amazing. So that was the first few weeks and pretty much a continuation through, like that was pretty much the first few weeks of school and that kind of continued and bled into the rest of the term and has been a constant learning experience for all of us, even me. Um, as I said, um, it's definitely something that I'm um, working on in trying to let go of that control and be more supportive in terms of letting them build those skills when they recognise that. Um, so yeah, that is the first two weeks. That pretty much brings us to the end of this episode today. So I thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you gained some val- valuable information and insight um, from this episode today. It's, it's always beneficial for my end to be able to kind of talk through this and reflect intentionally on what is happening in the classroom, what's working well and what's not. And it's, I just, I love being able to share this experience with all of you um so thank you again for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day no matter what day you're listening to what day you're listening to this and I will talk to you all later.